And well, all right, now we are back. Uh, the reason I said we're back is because last week it was a Tanya-esque only show. She did a little traveling mm-hmm. and got to do some fun stuff. And uh, we're back now. Without Tanya, though, we still don't have Tanya here. Um, and that's only because she's a ghost. She was a ghost the whole time. That was a spoiler the alert. The entire time. Just like she was six a ghost. cents. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this is episode 14 now of Eat, Drink, and Be Scary, a podcast where we talk about um, just kind of paranormal haunted things and give our take on it. And it's funny and it's informative. I think people learn things. People tell me they learn things. That's good. Just like uh, two episodes ago, you guys learned about Spearfinger. Yeah, and then whale penis before And we learned about whale penises. Oh, God, I think a few people learned about whale penises. I'm sorry. Yeah, I still had people Googling that. (laughs) They're like, oh, my God, I just looked it up. Oh, my God, it's a whale penis. Uh, Don't Google it, but you're going to Google it. (laughs) And on this episode, we also will drink stuff. And uh, Ryan, you got something today. What are we drinking today? Oh, I got a Rufino's Moscato Diosti, and I put raspberries in it. And what it, which is very and absolutely has nothing to do with what we're going to talk about. Absolutely today. none. Oh, no, the generally, we try. And, and there was a lot of red. Yeah, in maybe. Civil War. So we're going to talk about this is what the battlefields look like. Some floaters. You, I had glasses in there. You went and got a coffee mug. Fuck yeah! I am classy. <laughs> he asked for a glass. He asked I, for a glass and he came up with a coffee mug. I have never seen anyone drink wine out of a coffee wine mug. out of a coffee mug. I told you, I'm not much of a wine person, so That's there's really no pomp and circumstance in front of this. <laughs> Uh, we're going to be talking about the, uh, the Haunted Battlefield of Gettysburg, yep. Pennsylvania, which is uh, pretty exciting um, because it's been referred to as the most haunted place in America by by many people. Many people will say, if you go there, you're going to see a ghost. And I have had people say, I kind of saw something I don't know. Um, a, a really good friend of mine said he was just driving through an area uh, and he... There was a road you're not a little kind of dirt road that nobody was supposed to drive on. He knows nobody was supposed to drive on it because they were going to try and drive on it. And he just saw a, a something there. He said it looked like an old trailer, like a like a flatbed trailer. And so he uh, saw a haunted flatbed trailer. Well, he just saw something with big wheels. Is what he just in the corner of his eye, peripheral, and he just goes, "Oh, this must be like some sort of weird trailer over there." And he looked back and it was gone. He said he thought he didn't see anybody buy it, but he just like so apparently. Like old wagons can be haunted, like a like a phantom wagon. I don't know. Well, I guess there's phantom ships. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. He was he when he told me the story. He says, you know, "I know it sounds stupid, but there was something there. Like I know there was something there." And I look back. Hmm. But anyway, yeah, Gettysburg, um, the most haunted place in I the would, world. I would say one of the most haunted. I don't know. You would know. We'll, we'll talk deeper about that. Reportedly. But uh, anybody who doesn't know, uh, in July of uh, uh, 1863, there was a three-day war there, and uh, it was pretty crucial. It, uh, and um, uh, the North won, yeah, which is the good. Union. And But they say 50,000 people were either killed, wounded, or, or were missing. 5,000 horses. Just to throw that in there. Oh, I didn't see. I didn't know that one. Yeah, it's a lot of dead horses. So yeah, they were that. I mean, in the missing, I can kind of understand the missing. We can go a little bit further into that, but um, yeah, it's supposed to be really, really super haunted. And there's a lot of areas there that are haunted as well. But I guess the, let's let's jump into this very first thing that we kind of were talking about beforehand. Fifty thousand people. Let's just say fifty thousand people killed, wounded, or missing. I I don't know the, how that breaks down. I, I got to think. You. Most. Oh, here we go. Okay, what do you? 
Wait, hold on. Let me go back to it. <clears throat> but but that aside, I mean, clearly in a three day period of fifty thousand people are tormented. And That's horrific. That's a lot. Of I wonder people. how many people like the missing people just ran. Well, still, I mean, I would have. So it said an estimated total casualties is fifty one thousand one hundred and twelve. 23,049 by the Union and 28,063 by the Confederate. Gosh, pretty even. Yeah. 3,155 for the Union were killed. 3,903 were killed for the Confederates. The Union had 14,529 wounded versus the Confederate 18,735. And this is where you kind of were saying if they ran or they were missing... The Union had 5,365 missing and or captured soldiers while the Union had, or excuse me, while the Confederate had 5,425 missing. Yeah, on top of casualties. Yeah. Yeah, and there could have been some that probably died and they were, you know, they couldn't build coffins fast enough. So when they were trying to build coffins, they just said, F it, and they started throwing people in holes. Well, that Uh, could be a part of it, why this place is so haunted. Yeah, and they were storing. There's a there one story about this barn. There's a house that was built where a barn used to be, and there was a, the story. And everyone says a story. I did you hear the story about? Apparently, um, I think Lee was coming to visit, and they're like, "Oh, let's hide all these dead bodies. We want them to see all these dead bodies." So they took a bunch of dead bodies and put them in a barn. And at the beginning of the war, it was one of the first battles. And when the war ended, a couple days later, and of course the Union uh, soldiers are burying all these guys. And they find out one guy was still alive. He was buried under all these dead oh, bodies. They said that he went insane. So, of course, anybody that bought that house where that barn was, mm-hmm. I guess they used part of the barn to make the house. Makes sense. Uh, like if there was a retaining wall. For like, yeah, sometimes, you know, you build the house, but if you leave one wall up, you can get some permits, you know, forgiven. And they said that that, that ghost just screams and haunts, it, haunts and makes really bad stuff. But, yeah, I'm sure a lot of people were, uh, were buried uh, kind of uh, in just little shallow little graves um, where the college is they say you're not allowed to dig at all because you're just going to find bones when you dig but of course a lot of times if they they amputated so many legs I think they're like doctor I broke my finger well cut his leg off that just seemed like what the, anytime there was civil war or something somebody gets shot and they cut their leg off oh, amputation was like top of the line surgery at that point I mean the fact that they could cut your leg off to save your life was pretty big and pretty new I think like can't you just listen? I'm not a civil war doctor, okay? But <laughs> but I'm like, if you get shot in the leg, well, it's just like okay. So da- beginning of Dance of the Wolves, he gets shot in the leg. They go cut his leg off, and he goes, I don't want to lose my leg. And they go get him, my doctor. Who are the other doctors that didn't know how? There was well, the first class is how to cut a leg off, and then that's it. Yeah. And then and then you run off. And go, I know how to cut. It. I'm, I'm now a doctor. Right. Maybe the first class had been how to save the leg, and the second class, yes. if that doesn't work, yeah. cut the leg. off. <laughs> Yeah, well, exactly. Think of it this way too, they probably didn't have a lot of time. Oh, so it'd have been easier to cut it off than it would be to wholesale leg to put cutting. a bandaid on it. Well, that's right. not. But then again, then you lose that soldier. That's gone. He's damaged goods. If you just can, yeah, but if you're trying to save his life and three more die, I mean, that's another issue. But if you if you get shot in the leg, is somebody going to come up and go? You've got six minutes to live. Beep. Depends on where Beep. you're shot. Leg. Like the femoral artery, I the kneecap. The no. Like I said, I'm not a Civil War leg doctorologist. My toe. <laughs> yeah. I just cut it off at the knee. I just stubbed it. Nope, gotta lose it. 
All right. So anyway, you know they always had. They said there, there's bones thrown everywhere. Do you know what the best stocking stuffer is? <laughs> A severed foot. That's oh, true. God. <laughs> it's form fitting. Civil yeah, Civil War joke. Yeah. Uh, all right. So anyway, we go back that area. Dead people all over. It's supposed to be super haunted. Lots of lots of tales. The biggest one so far is I've heard that more people have the stories is they'll just be standing on the field and they'll see a soldier or they'll see a group of soldier. And Are they fighting or just standing there? Just generally standing there. So they said uh, like there was a group of businessmen. It's really funny. They never give names. They'll always say like there was a group of businessmen and they were standing there watching and they thought that they were witnessing a reenactment, but then they disappeared. And they're like, no, there were no reenactments this day. And then it goes, <gasps> and then the credits roll. I don't know. But that's like... <laughs> and the, the general story. And the general story of, oh, I saw something. But then I talked to somebody official who knows better, and they said, it never meant to exist. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I think that there's a lot more going on to it. Like, didn't they just find a bunch of quartz in that area? And that was the other thing that they, that it's a very high quartz area. And that's, so we will talk about that. There was, uh, uh there was a, uh, an author who wrote, wrote a book. He's, he didn't even believe in ghosts. And then one day he goes to Civil War and does, takes a tour. He does, goes to Gettysburg and takes a tour. And he's like, now I'm a believer because he got, listen, I don't want to dispel anything here. He just kind of fell for a ghost box. I think he went and they said, oh, this has never happened before. And a little ghost box was talking back to them. But he did a bunch of research, and he did find out it's a high quartz area, and of course quartz. And you could talk about that, Ryan, because you know ten times more about that than so I do. So quartz but. is a, nas- a national, excuse me, natural oscillator, and I know that under certain heat and pressure conditions, quartz crystal can actually take an image of whatever is in the area at the time. NASA has been using it a lot for their satellites and that type of equipment. So. If theoretically, if there were a lot of quartz in the area and certain pressure conditions were met during one of the battles, it would essentially record everything that's happening. And then under those very same weather conditions or pressure conditions, it will actually play them back like a movie. And if any of the weather changes, it could just they would just disappear. Um, that's another reason why they used to think a lot of the castles were haunted because the castles were made out of a lot of shale and shale has enough quartz in it to do the same thing. So that's one scientific theory for ghost phenomenon is karmic resonance. Essentially, that's recorded by stone. Yeah. Okay. So, with that, let's talk about that for a second. You say it can be erased. Well, it can be recorded over. Okay. Because that would be my thought. Because why, if there's a piece of quartz that has been lying around for 400 million years, I don't know. I'm not a rockologist. Right. I don't know. Rockologist, I love that. That's a cool I want to rock, but if I, uh, I don't know how long uh, it would record. It's just the same thing. It's like I filled up an SD card with pictures. I understand. Eventually, well, it gets I don't full. Know, I don't know much about it, but I wonder if it's more like a if the heat and pressure fit with the resonation of the quartz itself, it could record. Very similar to hell. If you talk about the Lazarus Bowl, back when people used to make pottery on with pottery wheels, mm-hmm. right? Um, they recorded things very similar to how like a record does, right? And if there was someone talking while this, this bowl was being made, essentially you could play it back with the right type of equipment. Has anybody ever successfully done that? I don't know. I'm sure that there have been. I mean, that's how they figured it out. But the Lazarus Bowl was supposedly 
when there were pot makers, bowl makers, whatever, just in the neighborhood and the little town when Jesus rose Lazarus from the dead. So they were saying that maybe there's a bowl out there that has Jesus' voice and the incantation to raise people from the dead. <laughs> hey, Catholics, right? I mean, the the odds of that just... So how many, how many you have to listen to? It's like going through like Ikea. billions of home movies, <laughs> just billions of people's home movies on VHS, just waiting to hoping that you got like that one time that the neighbor down the street was talking about something. That's what I'm thinking about all this course you guys are talking about. Like there's just all these tiny pieces of quartz with nothing on them. Like dad accidentally hit the record video yeah. and it's 30 minutes to nothing before your graduation. You're uh, like, what are you doing here? <laughs> Mom, he recorded over Jesus's birth. Oh, man. With, with this... Uh, Michael Buble Christmas special. You ruined it, Mom. Why'd you do that? There's nothing worse than back in the day of the VHS when you had to look for something to record over. And you thought, how much did that memory mean to me? And then how many times did you have to record something when you I don't know how many things got recorded when I was in like in elementary school that I thought I'd watch a thousand times, like a school play or something that you never, ever, ever watched. I don't even know they're out now. Right. All right. Sure so anyway, back to that. The right spot on. The okay. So Gettysburg. So there's a couple. There's a couple areas that are that are kind of haunted. I'm going to talk about a couple of the ones that some of the more popular. And I don't know if you guys are familiar with these, but the very first one is in Stevens Hall. Are you guys familiar with Stevens Hall? I've heard of it. Okay. So Stevens Hall. There's a couple ghosts in there. Um, it was a. I'm trying. To, it was a couple different things. I know they did store bodies, or there was a hospital, or sometime. But but during that time. The Blue Boy. Did you guys hear about the Blue Boy? So this is again. It was like there was a there was a you heard this story. There was a the headmistress was really mean. She was really mean and hated everybody. There was a cruel headmistress, and the women that were living in there were hiding the little boy from her because she wanted to beat the little boy. These are always great stories. They don't have names. It's always headmistress, a boy, women. They don't have names of the people. Anyway, little boy and these girls were hiding him. And uh, headmistress knocks on the door. Uh, they panic and they put the kid on the ledge. They go, hey, we'll be right back. And then the headmistress said, well, come down here. And brought her downstairs and yelled for a couple hours. They go up there a couple hours later. Little boy was missing. Little boy's name was Dennis Martin. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> from episode 12. Anyway, little boy was missing, never seen from again. Little boy gone. Okay. They ran downstairs trying to find the body. They couldn't find the body. There was no tracks. There was nothing. The little boy just disappeared. So present day now there's people that tell a story of this little boy who's completely blue well then when they're there they see him blue as in sad or blue as in like he's like the color i think he's cold i think he's i'd be blue if i died if i froze to death on a ledge i'd be sad so i think it could be both could be both i think it means both but he's uh yeah it was a little boy and there's also a a teenage girl they say that um tries your clothes on the what? Yeah. They say that women who have lived there, they've come home from something, and they see a, a ghost in front of a mirror, like, sh- holding up clothes, trying to look beautiful. And then they go, hey, what are you doing? And then, and then it, she sniffs them and, and then, runs away. And then she runs, and then she <laughs> runs into a closet. She runs into a closet. And they then they go in the closet, and there's nobody there. Hmm. So that's one of the other clothes stories. disappear, too? I don't know. She, she could just be shoplifting. I don't know. Interesting. She can finally come out of the closet now. That's okay. True. Return all those clothes. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. You know what's really funny is uh, my neighbor, who's going to listen to this, 
because uh, she just told me the story yesterday. Her roommate has set up cameras in their house because they thought uh, a maintenance guy was like doing weird stuff and they filmed him smelling their underwear. Oh, sweet. This just happened like two days ago. Like right Why don't they do this like with ghosts? Next door? No, 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 not here. Oh, they uh, no, no, she's just too? a friend. No, she lives uh, just a, a couple, like a half mile up north. Oh, okay. Uh, in the north end. In she lives in the north end. Next to my underwear drawer. It was the weirdest thing. But, but that, like, why doesn't anybody ever set ghosts up in those places? Or cameras, I mean. I don't know. What kind of... What are you what, talking about? Cameras up where? Well, if, if you keep thinking there's going to be a ghost that's going to be sniffing your underwear while you're... Or trying your dresses on while you're gone, set up a camera. Well, right. And, like, if they're seeing all these ghosts on... The battlefield, like, can't they just put up some sort of... A webcam. We always seem to have Bigfoot webcams. Yeah. Did you see the one where uh, the Wyoming, they were showing the buffalo in Yellowstone, and then all those, that you family know, of Bigfoot? I did see that one. That's a good one. I that like that one. That is funny, though. I like yeah. that one. All right, we're not going to talk about that right now. Um, <laughs> and then I'm there's uh, there, the Cash Town Inn. You guys familiar with the Cash Town Inn story? No. Um, there is a... Uh, Something there's a ghost in a field or something near there. They always see ghosts in the building or around, but they always see like individual ghosts. They say that's supposed to be super, super, super haunted. Um, that's another area. Again, they always see soldiers. And, and the, interesting, we keep going back to the same thing where people see soldiers. Everybody sees soldier. Now, there's well, like um, that makes the most sense. Well, that's so what I was gonna say. You guys are just talking about like a teenage girl and some adolescent boy. Like, these aren't soldiers. Well, but then again, there's or or there's Spangler Spring. Bangor Spring, where they keep seeing this woman uh, that's in a... Uh, she's in a white dress. They're always in a white dress, by the way. Yeah. Why are they always in a white dress? And uh, the story is that she uh, killed herself because a soldier... Again, she doesn't have a name. They know all these stories. They just don't know her name. Um, as she killed herself, she hung herself because uh, she was left at the altar or something. Or the her, some soldier canceled. So it's always a soldier or a woman in white. Hmm. Or yeah, you never hear of like a ghost horse smelling people's underwear. And then there's uh, and then there's uh, um, is it Soch Soch cover bridge Sox? Sacks Sacks mm-hmm. That's what it is. Boy, I can't I can't. Uh, and it's supposed to be one of the most haunted places in Gettysburg. Um, and they always say that there's a numerous a numerous amount of photos, like photos and mists and of mists and orbs and stuff like that. And um, but they are always seeing soldiers stuff, there. Mists and orbs. Yeah, mist, yeah. totally bugs. Yep. Bugs yeah. and dust. There's so much haunted bugs and dust in there. It's crazy. Haunted dust. It's the buggiest, dustiest place ever, Gettysburg. And then, oh, yeah. And then there's uh, like the Till Pierce house in, or Tilly? Tilly, something like that. Um, but there's also, there's my favorite. There's a ghost cat there. Really? So did the cat die during the Civil War? Is a Civil War cat? I don't know. <laughs> but by the way, they're all supposed to be friendly ghosts. Just so you know, there's ghost kids there too. Yeah, I just read one of a kid that was supposed to be hit by some horse-drawn carriage outside of a, a building during the Civil War, and now his ghost can be seen just contently playing marbles because the doctor said he was going to be okay before he died. Now he, he just thinks he's okay. Just during the Civil War. Some of the stuff makes no sense. Okay, so you have something, you have a location where something horrible's happened. 50,000 people died, right? And you want to maintain the area, you want to have a lot of tours, and you want to make a lot of money. All you have to do is say, you go outside and you see, you know, you see a soldier, you see a cat, you see a horse, you see a, 
I don't know, a lady in white. I mean, it's all those things that are typical ghost stories that you're just trying to throw in the one location. Sure, if it's for revenue, but then, then that begs the question, how long do you have to wait after Gettysburg before you start peddling that? I mean, like, because my thought behind this whole thing is, if it's supposed to be super traumatic and it's a battlefield and so many people died and that's why there are guaranteed to be ghosts there, why aren't there ghosts in Normandy? Everything I've read about people who spend time there talk about there being no real big feeling about paranormal, no real ghosts there. And you're talking about 2,000 people that died within a matter of hours. That could be pretty relatable. Well, and now it goes into marketing. So you have a guy like this Mark Nesmith guy who he's supposed to be the, the authority of Gettysburg Ghosts. You can't film anything ghost-wise at Gettysburg without this guy being in it. And he's very kind of flashy in the way he's, you know, he's, and the funny thing is he tries to sell how legitimate he is when he goes, when somebody comes to me for with a ghost story, I don't write it down the first time. And then the second time they come in, I write things down and ask them questions. Then the third time I meet them face-to-face and look in their eyes and see if they're lying. But hey, I don't know. This guy's selling his own brand. He's yeah, that's it too. He's keeping the lore alive, right? By uh, by doing this. So so you're right. When you're saying something like Normandy, or why in the hell aren't like any other place in Europe where there were like thousands these of these concentration here. camps? Those well, were right. horrific those deaths. Are, those are probably they probably do have haunted histories and lores. Like I lived in Centralia, Missouri for a long time, and. There was another Civil War battle there. It was the Centralian Massacre, and there was a battlefield out there. And I have been out there a couple times doing investigations, and it did feel weird. I did hear what sounded like horses, right? I did hear some talking, but it was intelligible. But I don't have any proof of it because I was just... It just happened to be one of those things that just happened to be out there. But I do think... Any place where there's a high concentration of stress or death or that type of energy, it's just as likely to be as haunted as anyone's house, if not more so. You know, we, you talk about the city of New York. How many people have died there? Okay. And, of course, people would say, well, there are haunted spots of... But, like, would I don't know. I sound like I'm being really negative right now, and I, I shouldn't be. But I think when somebody just goes, sure, it probably should be haunted. Let's just say it's haunted. And then everything is a ghost. Again, we go back to the whole thing when somebody says, you know, if I said the building I live in now has five ghosts in it and you come and say the night here, you're probably going to say you saw one of them. If I give you a story behind one comes to you at night while you're sleeping and, you know, sound, he'll stand above you and uh, lights you know, and candles. Yeah. Just, you know, things. Yeah. You'll say one time you'll he'll go in your kitchen and you'll hear the water start dripping. You're like, oh, my God, I heard the ghost coming. The water started dripping. Uh but anyway, I don't know. I, I get kind of angry at the whole Gettysburg thing. I do understand exactly with what you're saying. Well, and like, how how woven into that is that? I haven't been, but can you go there and take a strictly Civil War tour without there being any lore about paranormal about it? That's actually a really good question. So are they, like, completely <laughs> intertwined? Is Gettysburg completely about, this is the battle history, and this is what's going on now? Well, there's one that's called, like, the Candlelight Walking Tour, and it's just based on Mark Nesmith's book. That all the haunt, so it's the haunted everything. That's the whole thing. And listen, ghost tours are fun, but you have to take them with a grain of salt because, you know, there's a. Because there is money to be made there. That's just the bottom line. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of, yeah. No, not a lot. It's probably not a lot. I don't think anybody's getting rich doing this. But I mean, it's it's definitely an addition. So, Ryan and I together, we went and investigated somewhere in Illinois where 
the person was really apprehensive about having anybody come out there at the beginning, and they really didn't want us to be there at all. But once we got there and gave her an indication that, hey, we might think there could be something here, she was all up in arms about having us come over, having us out again, wanting to get this verified, so pretty much so she could put it out there. It's and, just another thing to market. And finding any evidence, which we did find some strange evidence. Yeah, we did. It was kind of an interesting whole situation out there. But, I mean, just the switch of the owner completely from, I don't want you in these parts of the buildings, this is where I live, to, no, please go through everything, come around and take a look, and then tell anybody you can tell. Yeah, you want to move in? and It's like your lady that you guys interviewed in Ghost Humanity 1, the bar lady. Right. If it's your best interest to say, yeah, yeah. And when I finally said to her, hey, listen, these aren't ghosts, she was devastated. She was so devastated. So I have a friend back home. Um, she lives in Columbia, Missouri right now. Kayla, if you're listening to this, go to Centralia Battlefield and take some photos and uh, some we'll video. Yeah, and let us know what you get. Um, but make them good. I don't want any dust photos. Yeah, take those really good photos of dust that'll convince us. The orb photos. Well, so it is funny because I looked at so many photos of Gettysburg that people said, there's a ghost, and it's always a reflection in the mirror, but it could be anything. We don't know see what we're seeing in the reflection, or they'll say, it's a cemetery, but there's always like a head behind it, or it's the field, and they go, if you look in the tree, between those leaves, that one leaf that looks like a head's a head. Well, that's a gestalt psychology. Yeah, yeah. Right? And there's there's an old theory... um, it's not really a theory. It's it's a, called a phantasmagoria. Have you ever heard of that? You know, I have, but I can't remember what it is now. It's where they use tricks of light in a reflective surface, whether it's smoke, whether it's fog, whether it's a piece of really clean glass, to look like there's a ghost in the distance. Wait, didn't we talk about this before? Yeah. Yeah, that's how I know about it. But the reason, yeah. <laughs> I listened to the podcast, by the way. Awesome. Occasionally, yeah. <laughs> the reason why I brought this up is I watched a video on... A guy claiming to have seen a ghost at Gettysburg on this road. And it's a perfect video of this camera sitting perfectly still. And about six minutes into the video, you see a ghost, clear as day, walk by. It's almost translucent. And I'm thinking, you could easily make that out of the phantasmagoria. And if people are willing to do that kind of stuff, just to prolong... The lore. Their story or the lore. I mean, you're going to make a ton of money off it. Yeah. Well, they're still doing that off of off of Loch Ness Monster. I mean, it's been proven that that was a hoax from the beginning, but people won't let it go. They're still going to find ways to either cheat the system. Think th- They're spending millions of dollars trying to find that out. I mean, it, it, if you want the proof, just look at all the ghost shows that are on. All of them that have been on the last 10 years. It doesn't matter... What new ghost show comes out, they all go to the same 25 places in the United States because they're all based off the lore. They're all based off of the money. They're, that's what it's about. I feel like we should go. We should do a ghost show where we only go to people's houses that no one's ever heard of. Or, like, or just different, different small places. Because if this stuff exists in those places that everybody's heard of 10 times, it must exist somewhere else. But that's what we're doing in Ghost Cemetery too. We've gone investigated homes. That's right. right. Because some... Well, I mean, I can tell you, Matt for example, <laughs> the the mattress theory. Yeah. But I can tell you a lot of different <laughs> places. in Gettysburg. There's probably tons yes. of Yes. Oh. oh, yeah. Knapsacks just rolled all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, but, yeah, there are a lot of places that, like, I've been to the, let's pay $150 a night to go to this haunted place. 
and have found nothing. And then I've been to the out of the back backwoods cemeteries, and it's been incredible. So I mean, I feel like while Gettysburg, I think I feel like you're paying for the marketing. I mean, I'm not saying that it's not haunted, but you, if people are going to go, what do you think is more haunted, Gettysburg, or this place you've never heard of before, or the Centralia Battlefield, or Bob's Tire Shop? Right. Exactly. Bob was a madman. Bob loved tires. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But not people. No, he got around. Not people. Yeah. Wow, that was sad. I can tell you, though, the one thing that I can totally buy into is how easy it is to get a link to the past there. So I did spend some time in Missouri, and talking to my neighbor in the next apartment over, he was talking about how he just goes out and digs in his boss's land and finds musket balls, all sorts oh, of projectiles. Yeah. I mean, it's all right there. So it's it's easy to just buy into this stuff when it's easy to trip over the stuff right there. I mean, it's around you. It's It's impossible to live in that part of the United States and not just be surrounded by it all the time. Mm-hmm. And everyone's got a ghost story, right? So if they can be like, this is my ghost story and I can back it up with history, dun, 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 right? It makes more sense and it seems more credible. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it. One part relatable, two parts fantastical. Remember, as I was saying, something that you can draw them in and then they remember it because it's, oh my God, I saw a ghost in that second story window that you can see with me right now. Yeah, exactly. And... We've also talked about this, too, the story inflation, where if I'd say, hey, I, I may have seen a ghost one time, and then by the time it gets back to you, it's you saw 14 ghosts out riding a horse, and they're they're chasing down other ghosts on horse, and, I mean, it's just ridiculous. The stampede of ghost horses. It was crazy. <laughs> well, we had a... Uh, when I was in high school, we went camping, and there was something with big eyes... And we swear it had a huge uh, wingspan. Like the moth guy? It could owl, have been. Owl man. It had a huge wingspan. It could have been, yeah. So anyway, it went on for inches. And <laughs> we told this story. Years later, the story got told by my, the guy who was there that there was like four of them. It's like there was only four one. Four of the owlmen? Yeah, there's a little four where there was this thing. was. There was something in there, by the way. It probably was just a really big bird. And it just scared the crap out of us. It's probably an owl. Actually, the reality is because the way the eyes glowed, but the wingspan got us. It was so huge. And it just did that and then jumped straight up. Like, just went straight up. And we ran. Did it we go, went cramping. Ooh. No, I wish it did. Yeah. That would explain everything. <laughs> uh, but he told the story later on that there was four of them. Wow. He said there was four. We, we kept looking, and then there was more and more. So that's not, the, that's not the story. And he goes, oh, really? That's what I remember. That false memory is tricky stuff. And I, yeah, I bet I told most paranormal encounters. And that well, story I only told maybe that night, that same night when we were like, guys, we saw this thing in the, we saw this thing in the trees. It was huge. It's, what was it? It was an owl. I don't think so. You know, that was the story that we told. And then now he, I guess he still tells that story. Kids, come down here. I'm going to tell you about the four owl men. Oh, Grandpa, tell us. Actually, he's on the ground. I don't even think he said kid yet, but but someday. <laughs> I mean, like, even police work tells you right now that eyewitness testimony is completely unreliable. Oh, it is. Completely unreliable. Our memories are not reliable whatsoever, so... Well, it's easy to plant false information. Right. right. Like, let's say we Maybe all... commute it to what we think is actually happening. Well, let's say... Let's talk about Bill's story, for example, right? He's like, oh, we saw this thing. It looked like a big owl, right? But if someone said, oh, it was bigger than an owl and it had claws on the end of it... Yeah, owls don't have like, that wingspan. Oh, yeah, well, that makes sense, right. Right. It was Bigfoot with wings. I'm pretty sure there was four Bigfoots with wings and spear fingers. Ooh. Mm-hmm. They were mating. I watched it. 
There were rocks everywhere. <laughs> Huge. Just stacking them. They're building a retaining wall. And I walked up. I what's going on? They go, whoo, and then just flew off. <laughs> Make the woods great again. <laughs> That's it. Uh, make the Smoky Mountains. Uh, make Gettysburg great again. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, listen, I, I've never been to Gettysburg. I'd like to go. I would love to go. I yeah, think. I'd love to. And there's not, there's a thing about you just know when people have died there, you're going to get a feeling. If I walked through there and didn't know the history and I just walked through Gettysburg. It just looked like an old town with an old field. Yeah, this is a yeah just area. even the field, the field itself where all that stuff happened. And you just walk through it. You'd probably be like, sure is pretty. Mm-hmm. You'd probably just keep walking. Mm-hmm. It's kind of humid. Whatever. Unless you found something that related to, to give you the other idea. But then right. somebody gave you all the death and destruction that happened and all the suffering and all the horrible things. Like this is like, this was the pinnacle of the Civil War and all the stuff that happened here. And it's insane. And people died. And, and then you're like, oh, I can feel it. It's like the air becomes thick. Mm-hmm. You just know. Like, yeah, but were you predispositioned to know that because you were told that? I, I stood uh, at um, the penitentiary uh, over here, Boise State Penitentiary, and um, when uh, where they would do the the executions, and you stand, they let you walk where the bodies fall, and the air felt so thick to me. Really, it did to me. I stood there, and it's just because it, because I felt that way. Like how many people died a horrible death right here? Sure, they were bad people. Although, what is it like four percent of the people uh, who are in death row are innocent? But anyway, I don't know. Like I, every time higher. that I've went there, I haven't felt anything. But I no no no. But the reason I felt it is because the emotional. Oh, so you're saying something? I didn't feel it because of ghosts. I'm not sensitive like that. What I'm saying is, I put that you, in my head. You had like a psychosomatic empathic response. Where I said, "Oh, a lot of people died here." Even yeah. even when my stepdad died, and I had to go back into his room after, I swear that water would. Uh, oh. The water. He was taking his drink and dragging on the microphone, Mel. Anyway, uh, I would, um, I could feel like the air because I just know, like, well, my stepdad just died in this room, and then I was in that room, and the air felt like, uh, like I couldn't breathe. The air felt unbreathable, and that's probably the best way to describe it. And that's the way that it felt where um, the executions took place at the penitentiary. And if I stood at the field in Gettysburg where that war happened, I think I would hate that same thing where the air would feel unbreathable because yeah, I would just I would just know like so many people died. You know, that here. could be a really interesting experiment. If we found just an old field and we took a handful of people, five and five, let's say, and tell five of them a really crazy story and then let them go out there and tell us what they felt versus the other ones, we were like, oh, nothing's ever happened here. You know, what do you feel? To see if there's any correlation to... We can do that Some here. sort of empathic response. Well, it yeah. doesn't have to have a personal correlation. I mean, like, that's what I was saying. We live here in Idaho. There's a lot of Native American history here. I've driven highways all the time that have these significant historical outlooks that say 5,000 people died here. Then I go, that's a nice view. And it's terrible because I'm just that far removed from it. I mean, does it have to have a significance to yourself first for you to feel that at all? Yeah. Well, I mean, if you went out, if you had, a, like, a little rope circle or something set up and you bring people in the middle of it and be like right here 20 people are buried underneath your feet what do you feel and they're going to definitely tell you something versus if you don't have that and you're like I don't know ask the ask the average Parisian how do you feel right now because right now there's 2,000 people buried below you from the plagues on because seriously that's the same question 
Right. But you don't know them. They were your grandpa's 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 cousin. And I mean, like, so they're so far removed, you haven't even thought about it. There's no significance. They're just still there. Well, I have no correlation to anyone in Gettysburg. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. If you didn't know, or you're like, oh, this is cool. I don't know if I'd feel anything right away. I, I was there when I was in, uh, where was I? Republic, Missouri. There's there's one right there. And I went by there. And it, it looked really cool. Felt ominous because I thought, wow, Civil War, a lot of people, a lot of soldiers, a lot of death. But I didn't feel anything because, like, it was there, more because I put it there. Yeah. You know, um, I have another good friend of mine who um, lives in Carthage, Missouri, and deals with... Uh, there's a, that was a big Civil War area, too. And she does a paranormal research research team. And what they do is they do investigations and they charge people to come in and do it. And all that proceeds go back to the historical site to keep that house up. Um, you've met Lisa Martin, the PSL. Yeah, that's actually a great idea. I can see doing that. I'll, re- I'll reach out to her and have her post some pictures, too. But the cool thing about that place is you can walk in there and they have this giant wooden table that they used to do operations on and you can hit it with a black light and in the grooves you can see the reflection of all the blood and i mean it's a pretty cool place just historically yeah right it's pretty awesome is that the sad part is that the sad truth that we have to look at is that the paranormal is the spin that we have to put on things to make history interesting to the majority of people is that the sad part because like how many people care about going to Gettysburg if it weren't for like that and the ghosts that are here? Well, I wonder if the paranormal makes things relatable, you know, because everyone tends to have a ghost story, right? Sure. Not everyone's like, oh, I've, you know, witnessed someone die or I've had um, a significant historical value in my life. So that's the part that ties it to you. You might not be able to feel any significance or identify with anybody from the Civil War era or what happened then, but you have a ghost story, and that's a ghost story, and you can relate there. Right. Hmm. That makes sense to me, right? Right. No, that does make sense. Right. And we talked about earlier when Bill had that uh, psychosomatic empathic response, basically, where he thought he felt something, so he did. A lot of people have that, right? If you go into a place and someone tells you that it's haunted, you're like, oh man, I felt a cold spot right here. If there's 10 people in there that feel a cold spot there too, you may not know them, but together you've shared something, whether it's mass hallucination or just psychic driving, um, you're going to talk about it. And then those things tend to lead to, oh, well, this happened to me here and this happened to me here. So now you've got this collective of stories, right? And if you have a place that's that haunted, whether it's um, Gettysburg and the surrounding areas of the battlefield, mm-hmm. right? Like the barn that Bill was talking about. You know, those are things that people can relate to, and I think that's why they are so attracted to it. Right. What do you think, Bill? Well, I think it's it's all frame of mind. Is a thing like I said over and over. I talk about this all the time. If I try and tell you that there's a certain thing in that certain area that is caused by a ghost, when you hear it, you're gonna immediately just think it's a ghost. Mm-hmm. And it's just like the, you know, it's really funny. Is uh, even like Lloyd Orbach said, uh, Alcatraz isn't. It's not haunted. Not in the way you would think of a conventional ghost. And I've heard others say, well, it's just unhaunted. Well, but isn't that, but that completely goes against the whole thing about Al Capone being haunted at Alcatraz, right? But, but there's, but it, but then it doesn't fit what people want. They go, what has to be haunted? It's an old prison. That's their attitude. Well, of course it's haunted. It's an old prison and people died there. It has to be. Well, that's like saying you got an old house. 
you know, from the 1900s that people are going to be like, oh, this house is haunted. It's going to make more sense than a house that was built 10 years ago. That's what I was saying earlier. That's exactly the same statement as saying there was a battle here. It must be freaking haunted. Why does nobody ever think uh, that like a senior living facility is haunted? I bet that. People die there all day long. All day long. Go down to Sunny Meadows. And I don't know. Just and that. That's usually probably name. 90% of the time they die. They die and there's, they're just, you just come to work. You know, that's what, it's uh, when I was going to, uh, when I was going to school, I dated a girl who she was becoming a nurse and she worked at one, one called Sierra Meadows. It was a senior, uh, she would show up to work one day and she's like, oh, so-and-so died. Became that, like, that thing. Just, oh, somebody, so-and-so died. I couldn't do that job. I guess the rattling of jello spoons are not going to be as scary <laughs> as <laughs> Gettysburg. Ooh, somebody turned on Matlock. Ooh. The volume keeps getting louder and louder and louder <laughs> on the TVs. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but nobody nobody thinks of those because those buildings generally look nice and they're not scary. They smell gross inside. They smell like death and mothballs. I don't know. But, I got to tell you, I've always gotten a weird vibe that I've never asked to feel from those places. More than I've gotten at more paranormal places than I've been to. Well, it's because it's like people are just dying. Like that's where you go Is it to the die. act of dying that's going on around me rather than death proceeding. <laughs> it's, the, <laughs> it's the cat that we've talked about that, yeah. since death. Yeah. yeah. We're just calling your lap. And then just know, like you're just lying there in bed. That cat crawls in your room. You're like, "Fuck." <laughs> well, here we go. I'm gonna die. Uh, which still, we need to make a haunted movie about that. That cat just goes and lays on people, and then they just die. Yeah, but it's so cute. It's like really adorable cat. Like the cat from Shrek. Puss yeah, yeah, it's that. But it's like, but I gotta pet it. Get out of people that just have to stop and pet a cat. <laughs> okay, so here's the scene that I see. It's a dark hallway, right? There's like a flickering exit sign, and you just see this cat shadow. And like this old person running down the hall, like on one of the scooters, you hear, whoosh, whoosh, which is, I gotta guess, that's what noise the walker makes. <laughs> I, I saw it though. I In my head, I saw what you were just talking I'm about. I'm thinking like terrible raunchy comedy where the black cat is just being rented out for euthanasia purposes. And oh, you just so gotta you, come and get it petted. Get you can nice rent pass it. On, and then suddenly the cat is out in the world because it gets out of some old geezer's window. What if, now people are just yeah. petting this cat at random. There's a hit list. <laughs> it's the dead cat pool yeah. But the thing of it is It's like What you need to do is You own the cat And you know like You can lease it out to people So it's like a black market thing Where they say Hey listen my aunt My aunt uh, Stephanie Has been staying with me And um, I kind of want her <laughs> Fall asleep So can I borrow your cat Like look Aunt Stephanie I got you a cat Oh thank you And then you it die nine lives. Yeah nine lives at once Wow Yep I like it I'm in Let's I'm do in it. And, and every time that that cat steals a life, it gets another life. Ooh. Go. So it's even longer. So it's like an immortal, immortal cat. Oh, that'd be a bitch. Or what if it's the In owner? Between killing people, you'd have to kill it like eight goddamn times. It just, it's funny because it'd be sitting on the table and just push a glass off the table. Yeah. Right, that's like the suspenseful this moment. This movie's developing. <laughs> I like it. Oh, great, now they're going to steal it because we just talked about it on the Copyright. show. And last time we did this, we talked about the story where the city... The idea for a movie where the city does a kidnapping, so thousands of FBI agents come there and yeah. populate the town with money again. And we've talked about the thumb of Voltron. The thumb of Voltron. If any of these ideas get stolen, we're going to kill Ryan. He's going to haunt you. <laughs> That's right. We have a cat. We're going to bring our cat over to your house. That would be funny, too. Just have a person dressed as a giant cat. Smothering people by laying on them. <laughs> <laughs> Just start sending people's cats in the mail, you know? Oh, Cat That's kind of gross. 
Okay. All right. I like it. Well, that's suddenly a Godfather thing. <laughs> Since Tanya's not here, I'm going to start pulling the mean producer and tell her that we're running out of time. Okay. Uh, wow, that was fast. It was. Time goes by fast when you're talking about Gettysburg. 50,000 dead people. In a world. You know, but going back to this whole Gettysburg thing, I think I sounded really negative during this. I've never been there. I just did so much research. That it's over? (laughs) No, no, no. no. I just, on on the fact that it could be haunted. I got a little, everything I read was, then there's the story of the guy. Then there's the story of the woman. Then the story of the baby who was in the house. But everybody has all every information, every ounce of information on these people, except for names and, the, and places. And, no, and they don't have names. But the only person I ever like there was a uh, John Burns who was a uh, the oldest. By the way, John Burns who was the oldest Civil War soldier. But it's funny they talked about how old he was, and they used to ridicule him for being so old. But then they said years later when he was many years later when he was seventy five. So what was he like forty? And he was like this. You know, senior citizen back during the war, like. <laughs> uh, but anyhow, that was the only person they said that he. And this is the story they told. He was a really tough man, and he fought in the war. Years later, when he was seventy-five, he was walking on his property, and something scared him so much he never went back to that part of the property. So then they did this assumption. They go, "Well, it must have been a ghost." Yeah, it couldn't have been a bear. It couldn't. Have, it could have been Spearfinger. We don't know. True. I don't know. Well, it's easier to make something more believable to the masses if you keep it generalized. I want somebody to come to me with a story with names. Yeah. I want to find me a name, and not, not something a psychic. I don't want a psychic to walk up and say, I'm getting the name Jedediah, and Jedediah was shot by a musket. Oh, there was a Jedediah shot with a musket. Oh, my God, tell me more. Yeah, cold reading is fun. Yeah. But now, with everything being on... Google, you could literally just research it and go out there and be like, oh, such and so Tom Bigfoot is touching me, right? Yeah. That was a horrible name. Tom Bigfoot. (laughs) I'm tired. I've had three glasses of wine. (laughs) (laughs) You mentioned Tom is a Bigfoot, like a hairless Bigfoot. All the Asian Asian Bigfoots are hairless. It's coming in. Just (laughs) give it a little bit. Like, oh, it's so gross. I can see your balls. (laughs) You. Someone mail him a cat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, uh, Gettysburg. If you guys have a Gettysburg story, share it with us. Yeah. If you've been there and you've been on a tour that is not linked to paranormal, let us know because I'm curious. Or you're gonna, even if you were, I just want to get everybody's thoughts on paranormal. Yeah. And if you've ever been to any other battlefield that is Civil War related, yeah, send us a picture. Yeah. If you have ghost, any. ghost experiences. Post them up. Love is a battlefield. <laughs> Real love is a battlefield. It is. It is. All right. So with that, uh, I think we're going to call it. Thanks for uh, bringing Thanks for listening. Hey, remember, uh, be sure to listen and subscribe to us. Uh, leave us some reviews on iTunes or, um, you know, just give us some love. Let us know you, you're thinking about us. Send us some ghost photos. We have a Facebook page, too. Go to our Facebook page. Go to our uh, our Instagram. Is at, uh, It's, it's uh, Ghostumentary. And then, of course, Eat, Drink, Be Scary on um Facebook on Friendface and uh, give us a message and uh, say hi and tell your friends to listen and if you have an idea that you want us to talk about no, whether it's really big or really small uh, reach out yeah but be careful because our Facebook page may give you a weird vibe people have died there before <laughs> <laughs> and with that good night good night, good night.